What's going on, everyone? Welcome into a live Cleveland Browns report. So good to have you guys here on the bye week. I know the tide can be a bit low during this time of the year, but hey, we got plenty to talk about with the Browns being 2-2 two and two going into the bye, so you might see them be a little bit active in the trade market leading up to the NFL trade deadline, which is less than a month away, if you can believe it or not, October 31st, Tuesday at 4 o'clock Eastern. So we'll run through the latest trade rumors, buzz, and gossip out there. And then we're going to talk about some uh, blockbuster trade candidates along with Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski. So plenty to talk about on today's show. But I do want to get the audience involved before we get this plane off the ground. What's your updated record prediction for the Browns? I had Cleveland, if I remember back in May when the schedule came out, 2-2 two and two going into the bye. Maybe three and one, but I think I had them going two and two anyway. So I think I'm going to maintain that uh, ten to twelve win range. I know twelve is probably on the bit higher side, being two and two right now. That only allows you to lose three more games the rest of the way. So I'll probably go eleven wins. I, I think eleven wins is very much attainable for this team. I am not panicking. They are two and two after four games. There are a lot worse teams out there. The NFL is just weird this year. Like, does anyone else feel like the NFL is just a bit? quirky i mean there's a lot of bad teams this year there's not a lot of juggernauts like you have the eagles and the 49ers both in the nfc and then in the afc you've got the chiefs they're always going to be the chiefs they don't quite look like the usual chiefs so far the bills are the bills but even they kind of looked bad against the jets that first week the Bengals suck like things are a bit open in the afc right now so i could easily see the browns getting to 11 wins all right, let's get some shout-outs going, though. Emmett's going with 11 wins. Josh and Andrew are in the 10-win camp. What's going on, cool guy? Cool guy called Zone, 11 and 6. Jersey Dog is going 10 and 7. Jermaine Washington has Cleveland going 10 and 7. Uh, Iron Patel, 11 and 6. Gregory H, 10 and 7. Get your record predictions down below in the chat for me right now. Let me know what you got the Browns doing as we approach the bye here. Coming out of the bye is crucial. I mean, last year coming out of the bye, they laid up an absolute stinker in Miami against the Dolphins. This year, it's not going to be an easy test. They have the current undefeated 49ers coming to town. We'll see how that holds up this upcoming week, but still. Whether the Niners win or lose in week five, you know it's going to be a tough game in week six. So, very big test for Kevin Stefanski and company. It's probably the best opponent to play coming out of the bye because you need all hands on deck and as much time as possible to prepare for this 49ers roster. Oh, we got a quick super chat coming in. Trace, if it's okay with you, can we get to the super chat really quickly? And then we're going to tell everyone about today's sponsor in just a moment. But I don't want to keep Mr. Joshua Miller waiting any too long. So, Josh Miller with a quick super chat. We'll throw that on screen in just a second here, Josh. Anthony 8 and 9, Michael Wernicke 9 and 8. Joshua Miller, will 10 and 7 sneak us in the playoffs? Nine wins got Miami in last year. I am a believer in a seven win playoff, right? A 17 playoff. 10 wins should get you in. 16 playoff back when it was 10 and 6. Might not get it done. Didn't always get it done. But I think this year, 10 wins with seven teams in the playoffs. That's likely going to get it done. So, Josh, I think 10 and 7 should get you at least the final wild card spot. Last year, it would have got you the fifth wild card spot or the sixth wild card wild card spot, I should say. All right. We're going to talk more about the Brownies in just a second. But today's Cleveland Browns report is sponsored by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. 
Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you're trying to catch an upcoming Browns game or you want to see a Cavs game or a concert or another sporting event in your area, Game Time is the place to visit first. What I love about Game Time specifically is the ability to get last-minute tickets for the lowest price. If you and your friends are trying to catch a, you know, impromptu spur of the moment Browns game or any other sporting event in your area, well, the last thing you want is that for that trip to go down the gutter because tickets were too expensive. Well, with Game Time, you're not going to break the bank. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, while we let the audience build up a little bit more here, we got 96 people currently hanging out with us. Make sure to like the video, as always. But shout out your city. Let me know where you are tuning in from. If you've watched our live coverage before, you know this is one of my favorite questions to ask because what I love about the Browns report is the ability to have a two-way conversation, right? To have some nice back and forth and get you guys involved and on screen as much as possible. And so getting you often early peppering the chats is a good way to get your name out there. So... We've got Brown out watching from Maryland, Jersey Dog from South Jersey, as always. We've got Des Moines, Iowa in the house, Iron Patel, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Mr. Spidey, I am in a trivia league. Trace is going to get tired of me talking about it, but everyone at the office always loves to bust my balls over my online trivia league I'm in with my friends. And yesterday we had our game, went to overtime. It was a very close game. But one of the questions was where U.S. presidential libraries are. And it was about which presidential library is in Iowa. Now, unfortunately, we're in the new studio right now. We don't have all the bells and whistles, including a producer, Mike. But, Trace, do you want to take a guess what 20th century library is in Iowa? Whose presidential library is in Iowa? Yeah. Give me a random one. Okay. William Taft. Uh, not Taft. Uh, Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Okay, enough of my trivia. Uh, Emmett's in Las Vegas. We got South Euclid. We got Aurora, Colorado. Augusta, Georgia. Alliance, Ohio. Uh, Newton Falls, Ohio. Um, Shailen Spinda liked the video, indeed. Um, Trace says hello. He does not have a mic, unfortunately. Tim Green, what's going on, dude? Angry Tim here from Avon. Salty still about Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you, but we're going to move on from it. It's just one you got to bury right now. Uh, Max is over in Honolulu. That might be the best city we've heard so far. With all due respect to Euclid, Ohio, Honolulu might have us beat here. Yeah, uh, Myrtle Beach, Dayton, St. Augustine. Shout out to Memphis, Tennessee, Virginia Beach, and Joshua Miller down in southeastern Michigan. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about the Brownies here. Kind of get back on track for a second. Do you guys think the Browns should trade for a running back? With the signing of Kareem Hunt happening two weeks ago now and having two games with the Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford backfield, and do you feel like the Browns need to go out and trade for a running back? Do you think it's too early and we need to see more from Ford and Hunt 
Or have you seen enough? And you're like, I want to go get a more proven back. For me, I'm willing to give Ford and Hunt the 49ers game. That, that gives them two games, the bye, the 49ers game, four weeks, three weeks altogether. Maybe you could talk me into stretching it to the Colts game the next week. But I saw bad play from Kareem Hunt last year, which is why when they signed him, wasn't doing, you know, jumping jacks and backflips over here. And as for Jerome Ford, no one had expectations of him being an RB1 this season. So it's a next man up mentality for sure. But there are guys out there that would do a better job. And I would definitely be interested to see what it would cost to get some of those players. So uh, Emmett says yes. J-Bone says yes. Get a running back. Um, Scott Zappa. Scott Zappa, I think we found Pierre Strong Jr.'s burner. I know that's not true because Scott's been a you know Browns fan and you know frequent commenter on the channel, but I have never seen someone bang the Pierre Strong Jr. drum more than Scott Zappa. Um, Jackson put Elijah Moore back there, yeah, but we just watched Elijah Moore run backwards twenty yards out of the red zone. So like, I don't know how great of a solution that is if we're being honest. I know it's just one bad play, but yikes, it was bad. Um, Tim Green, we need to have a backup veteran QB bring back Jacoby Brissett. How about just hope that Deshaun Watson plays the rest of the season, right? Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, there were people out there, and you know who you are, you sickos, who wanted DTR to start after like one or two games. You got your wish. Is this your king? Because I did not enjoy that. That was no good. No good. Okay. Um, we do have a mailbag coming up later on in the show. So get those questions in. Hashtag Browns, or you can super chat. Josh super chatted earlier. We throw super chats on screen immediately. So if you want everyone to see whatever you have to say, whether it's a question or a burning hot take, make sure you super chat and skip the line. Otherwise, if you go the hashtag Browns route, no problem at all. You're just at the mercy of producer Trace picking his favorite questions. And um, who knows how Trace woke up feeling today when it comes to picking questions. Um, okay, so with that being said, here's what we have coming up on the show. We're going to run through all of the latest news and rumors, as always. Five blockbuster trade ideas, and then that mailbag we were just talking about, Super Chat or Hashtag Browns. you got to use the Hashtag Browns, by the way, somewhere in your question in the live chat. Otherwise, the software cannot pull it. We have 123 people watching right now, just 21 likes. That, that stinks. That stinks. Uh, can we get to 30 likes? Can we get nine more likes before we get the show off the ground here? So... If you have not liked the video, consider going ahead and doing so. It just helps a lot. You guys have no idea. We're so thirsty and desperate for likes over here. Sometimes I feel like a high school girl. You know what I mean? Do you remember back in the day? Like, I feel like, like, do you remember making fun of people who liked their own Instagram posts? Oh, yeah. Did you like your own Instagram posts? Until I got made fun of them. Oh, Trace, yeah, Trace. I never liked my own. I, was, I liked my own a couple times. But I liked them. Yeah, I would go and look and see if you like if people like their own and then bully them for it. All right, here we go. Um, we got 39 likes. We asked for 30. We are there. Trace, are we ready to jump into a live show? All right, everyone. Let's talk Cleveland Browns right now. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about three players the Browns were linked to in NFL trade rumors. And then we're going to really break down the whole Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson injury saga, if you will. I've had a whole night to sleep on it and kind of 
think about it more and more. So I've got some different opinions and some you know, overall uh, different points of view maybe that I want to share with you guys. But let's start things off with the trade side because the NFL trade deadline is rapidly approaching. And Bleacher Report came out with some players on the trade block, and they linked the Browns to a couple of these players, starting off with Titans running back Derrick Henry. So they listed two potential landing spots, the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. I partially just want to trade for Derrick Henry. That way the Ravens can't trade for Derrick Henry because Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry, that scares the bejesus out of me. I'm not going to lie. But let's talk about Derrick Henry as a potential trade target for Cleveland. I don't think it really goes without saying that Derrick Henry, of course, would be a major upgrade over Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. Even if Derrick Henry is up there in the age column and he's only got one year left on his deal, it's King Henry here, right? If the Titans start losing games, and they're 2-2 two and two right now, they just beat up on the Bengals, so if they keep winning games, uh, they're not going to be interested in selling most likely. They look at the AFC South as wide open with Jacksonville playing so-so so far. But if they start to lose games, right, if they go into the trade deadline with just two to three wins to their name, maybe Derrick Henry could be available. And if Derrick Henry is available, because remember, Tennessee got a new GM this past offseason, so he's not necessarily tied to these players all that much. He could be got, as in Derrick Henry, and I would be very interested if I were the Cleveland Browns. Now, when it comes to running backs in general, should the Browns trade for a running back? Type Y for yes or type N for no to keep it simple down below in the comment section. Moving on to the second player on the Bleacher Report trade block that was linked to Cleveland. This would be Denver's left tackle, Garrett Bowles. Someone we've talked about recently on the show. Now, the two landing spots that Bleacher Report identified for Bowles were the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. I could definitely see the Jets being interested if they try to salvage this year and they've had a horrible offensive line for Zach Wilson and Dwayne Brown got injured. But Garrett Bowles, he is under contract uh, through 2024. His cap hit next year, next year, is $20 million. That's a big number. That's a big number for, I think, a good offensive tackle. I don't think he is a $20 million left tackle. Now, Jed Wills' cap hit for 2024, for reference, is $14.1 million. Now, Jed Wills is not as good as Garrett Bowles. I don't think you're going to find anyone who argue otherwise. What you might find trouble is finding someone who's willing to take on an extra $6 million in cap hit and the draft assets to get Garrett Bowles. That might be too much for Andrew Barry to agree to uh, pull off. Now, before we talk more about Garrett Bowles, today's Cleveland Browns report is sponsored by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you're trying to catch an upcoming Browns game or you want to see a concert or another sporting event in your area, Game Time is the place to visit first. Now, what I love about Game Time specifically is the ability to get last-minute tickets for the lowest price. There's nothing better than like a spur-of-the-moment boys trip to a game. And with Game Time, you can do that without breaking the bank. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. They're also obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account 
and redeem code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Getting back to Garrett Bowles here for a second. Like I said, he is an upgrade over Jedrick Wills. Um, his PFF grade so far, just four games in. It's not a huge sample size, but I think a big enough to have an idea of who Bowles is as a player at this current moment. He's a top 20 tackle in PFF's eyes. Overall grade, 74.4. Much better at pass blocking compared to run blocking. And listen, that's sort of similar for Jed Wills, but it's just exponentially better. And if you want to protect Deshaun Watson and not have TJ Watt strip sack him or Alex Highsmith sack him and TJ Watt scoop and score, you might want a better left tackle. I think the Broncos could very, very well end up being sellers at the trade deadline. They just won their first game last week. And they had to come back from down 21 against the worst team in football in the Chicago Bears. Something tells me Denver's not about to rattle off a bunch of wins because they also play the Chiefs twice before the NFL trade deadline. And if they are sellers, Bowles would be an instant upgrade. Like, there is no question that if you got to pick a left tackle right now, I would pick Garrett Bowles over Jed Wills, which last week I was on the fence about it, but I was a little bit queasy about moving on from your left tackle and switching it up midseason, I think everyone will be pretty happy if Deshaun Watson stayed healthy. And getting a better left tackle is likely going to help that. Moving on to our third NFL trade block candidate for the Brownies. What about edge rusher Daniil Hunter from the Minnesota Vikings? So here's who Bleacher Report identified as two potential landing spots. They went with the Browns and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now I could see the Raiders being interested in edge rusher because they have none. Uh, Chandler Jones has been, well, that's a whole separate video, but they want someone with Max Crosby. However, the Raiders suck. I don't think they're going to be buyers at the deadline. They'd be sellers, if anything. So what about Daniil Hunter to the Browns? Here's what Christopher Knox from Bleacher Report had to say. If the Browns want to continue building up their impressive defense, they would be se- they would be a sensible landing spot. Cleveland added former Vikings Zadarius Smith and Dalvin Tomlinson this offseason and has the second most cap space in the league. My only question is, do we want to call ourselves the Cleveland Vikings or the Minnesota Browns? Whatever you guys want to roll with, that's fine with me. But this would be very impressive. And I don't know what, like, I think before Quezzi Adolfo Mensa left Cleveland for Minnesota, um, Andrew Barry took him to, like, a magician in Las Vegas and had him get completely like, mind-wrapped, and he just does whatever Andrew Barry wants because getting Zadarius Smith for a bag of peanuts was borderline crazy, but getting Daniil Hunter on this defense would be absolutely insane. Daniil Hunter so far this year has five sacks, eight tackles for loss, four QB hits. I think that this would be a trade that they would have to wait until the last hour before the trade deadline because I'm not sure Minnesota is dying to move on from the best part of their defense. And if they are, there's going to be a lot of interested suitors. So this could be one of those things that goes right up to the deadline so the Vikings can either decide if they want to move on from Hunter, which I could see them doing that. He's on the last year of his contract. Or two, who's going to give him the best offer? And I don't know what Daniel Hunter goes for. I would assume somewhere between a second and a third round pick. But the Browns might not be interested in the second because they have to go into next year's draft without a first and a second. And that's a tough pill to swallow if you're Andrew Barry. So of the three trades we looked at, who would you rather have? Derrick Henry, Garrett Bowles, or Daniil Hunter? Let me know down in the comment section. You can type the initials for the player that, if you had to pick one, 
right now. Don't be afraid. Just type the initials down below for the guy you would rather you would want to see the Browns trade for. If you remove what it would cost to get them, let's say they all cost the same amount, right? Derrick Henry on the Browns would be so fun. Like it's, it, I feel I feel a little dirty because I feel like I'm kind of cheating on Nick Chubb because of this. But the reality is, the season moves on. It's a next man up. It's a business, and we got to put that stuff to the side. But I think Bowles would be the most impactful, right? Might not be the sexy pick. You're getting a new left tackle compared to a running back or an edge rusher, but keeping Deshaun Watson healthy is proving to be extremely important for this team's success this year. And Bowles would do a better job of that than Jed Wills has so far. All right, next up on the show, speaking of Deshaun Watson, did Kevin Stefanski do Watson dirty? Did he do him wrong? We're going to talk about the entire saga regarding Deshaun Watson being medically cleared but not playing and if whether or not Stefanski kind of threw him under the bus and sort of break it all down. And I'm going to give you my two cents on it. But before we do that, I just want to give a quick, quick, quick shout out to some of our recent subscribers here at the channel because here at the Browns Report, we're all about getting you guys on screen and whatnot. So Mr. Long in Cleveland, Colton Smith, Bob Carney, and Rally Jays, thank you guys so much for joining the channel. If you want to get a shout out on a future show, subscribe today. So let's look at this quote from Kevin Stefanski's Zoom press conference the day after the loss where he was asked about whether or not Deshaun Watson was medically cleared. And he said, yes. And you know, let me say this, Tony. I mean, he knows his body. He's played through serious pain before. Very, very serious injuries. It wasn't a matter of pain tolerance or anything. He just did not feel like he had his full faculties. So, let's talk about this for a moment here. Um, because... On one hand, that has been twisted to Deshaun Watson was medically cleared and didn't play, but we saw Baker Mayfield go out there for a week after week after week and wouldn't come off the field with a shoulder injury. We want that guy as our quarterback. Do you not remember? That guy is the it was a bad season. The Browns sucked when Baker was hurt. The Browns ultimately probably mishandled the entire operation, right? They should have shut him down. They should have rolled with Case Keenum. Instead, shot to Baker, no doubt of him being very tough and wanting to play for this team, but it did not do many favors for the team in the long run. This team was worse with an injured Baker Mayfield compared to a healthy Case Keenum that year. So if you want Deshaun Watson to be like Baker, I guess you want the Browns to win seven games again because that's what happened. If you don't remember eight games, whatever it was, that was last year or two years ago. So if you want to go back in time and relive a losing season because of an injured quarterback playing through an injury, knock yourself out. I don't want to watch that again. I don't want to watch that again. And if we can help have Deshaun Watson stay healthy by missing one game before the bye, I'm all for it. Now, as for Kevin Stefanski saying, yes, Deshaun Watson was medically clear. Stefanski shouldn't be criticized for not lying, right? He could have gone out there and said, no, we decided as a team, as an organization, that he was not going to play. Instead, he more or less made Deshaun Watson the scapegoat for the loss because he said he was medically cleared. We all kind of thought he was going to play. We game planned for him to play. And so when he pulled the rug out from beneath us Sunday morning, I wasn't ready for Dorian Thompson-Robinson, so that's why we had a bad offensive game plan. That's not on me, Kevin Stefanski. Watson threw us a curveball. Didn't see it coming. 
So don't get mad at me for the bad DTR play. That's because Watson decided to pull the rug out at the last moment, and we weren't prepared for it. Listen, Stefanski, he shouldn't have been criticized for lying. He could have just said something else. But he's never had an issue before with being tight-lipped, right? He usually keeps things very close to the chest, very close to the vest, very, very internal. He's never really all that vocal about injuries. So the fact that this one time he decided, I'm actually going to let a little bit air out as to what happened behind the scenes is a bit peculiar. It definitely allows the media to try and paint some narratives of there is a fraction between Stefanski and Watson, and Stefanski threw Watson under the bus saying, well, he was medically clear, but he didn't want to play, so we had to roll on to plan B, which we were not ready to do. So I, I think Stefanski ultimately could have handled it better. He didn't have to lie and say, yes, he was medically cleared. He didn't have to go out there and say, no, he wasn't. But he could have just kind of dodged the question, which he has no problem doing. He does that every time he speaks to the media. So why this one time he didn't dodge the question, I don't know. One more thing. Stop comparing Baker to Watson. We are four games in. I don't know who needs to hear this, but one too many people do need to hear this. Stop talking about what Baker is doing in Tampa Bay and just leaving it out there on Twitter with no extra context saying, I'm just going to put this out there right now. Baker's doing pretty well. Cool. Good for Baker. I'm not rooting for Baker to suck. Baker helped us win a playoff game. I would love to see Baker have success in Tampa Bay. But ultimately, if you had to go back in time right now, go back in time, how about live in the present right now? Who would you rather have? Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield? If you could pick one quarterback to be on this roster right now, have it be Freaky Friday, they switch spots, who are you picking? Because I know who I'm picking. I'm picking Deshaun Watson, and I'm not thinking twice about it. Like, credit to Baker for resurrecting his career down in Tampa Bay, but the idea that Baker's numbers in Tampa Bay would be the same in Cleveland right now is just insane. One, Baker was awful last year. Do you guys not remember that? He got cut by the Panthers midway through the year. Two, Baker is a very emotional dude. Maybe that's what Baker needed to try and turn his career around. Whereas if he stayed in Cleveland and started to get a bit complacent, he might not be what he is right now. I don't think anyone's ever considered that. Baker might be who he is right now because of the adversity he went through. And so the idea of Baker being the same quarterback in Tampa Bay as he would be in Cleveland right now, I think is just uh, not asinine, but it's, it's not that simple. So I'll roll with Deshaun Watson every single day of the week. All right, I'm seeing a lot of fours in the chat from Time Man, the Buckeye, Andrew, Gregory H., um, Frank, picking Baker, and six draft picks. Well, we'll see what those draft picks turn out to be. Uh, I, I, if you thought the Browns were going to use one of those draft picks to draft a successful quarterback, I guess you're new here. Like, when have the Browns had success drafting any quarterback? And it looks like that was going to be the case the way Baker's career line was going with the Browns. So I don't mind them using those picks on a proven quarterback as opposed to going once again into the quarterback carousel and coming out with a Brandon Whedon or a Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, not interested, dude. Not interested. Roger says four. Uh, Scott says four. Shaylin says four. Josh says four. Um, we could tank. We could have tanked for Caleb. Sucking more than the Bears and the Panthers have sucked so far would be tough. They are really, they're not trying to lose. I think like trying to lose belongs to the Dolphins of 2020, that 
2020, no, 2019 with Brian Flores when they started off 0-7 and then they won the next seven games. I guess that would have been actually like 2021. I think it was 2020, whatever. The point is, the Bears aren't like, and the Panthers, they are trying. Like, go look at, Bryce Young doesn't want to lose. They don't have their own first-round pack traffic. What do they care? Justin Fields does not want to lose. If they keep losing, he's out of a starting job. So, they are just bad teams. And it would be tough to be worse than them right now. All right, I see fours coming in. Um, we're about to jump into the next segment on today's show. We do have a mailbag coming up later, so if you want to get on that mailbag, hashtag Browns to ask your question in the live chat, or you can super chat. We got one super chat earlier from Joshua Miller. Josh, thank you, as always, for supporting the show. If you want to get on screen and you want to go above and beyond and support the Cleveland Browns report, super chats always go a long way. Mr. Gerard, are we ready to rock and roll? Yeah, Colt Wolf bringing a point, or the Giants. I sniffed out the Giants sucking mile, months ago. Every year before the season starts, me and Patrick Seatman, if you guys have been around for a while, might remember him, um, we go through every single team's win total and go over or under, and we smash the under on the Giants. It was like seven and a half. Yeah. I did take the over on the Bears, though. That was also at seven and a half, I think. Maybe the Giants at eight and a half, and the Bears were at seven and a half. Um, so those two are well. The Bears one's looking bad. Um, the Giants one's looking pretty great right now. Dude, I think I took the over on the Cardinals because whenever anyone thinks that they're like any year going into a season when everyone's like so and so team is going to be the worst team in the NFL, they're never the worst team in the NFL. Right, so when the Cardinals were at four and a half wins, I was like, they, I, I think they'll get to the four wins. I don't think they'll get to five, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as people think they are. Trace, can you name really quickly, and this goes for everyone watching right now, three quarterbacks who have started all four weeks that have not thrown an interception. Yep, everyone's welcome to partake for this little uh, impromptu trivia. Brock Purdy has not thrown a pick. Jordan Love has thrown an interception. Yep. You're not going to suspect these next two. Josh Dobbs has not thrown an interception yet. So the Browns quarterback room is looking awesome right now. Dak has always thrown picks. Come on. He, he's addicted to picks. He's colorblind. Uh, can you guess the last one? I'll give you a hint. It's a rookie. Yeah. Bryce Young is throwing picks. CJ Stroud. The former Ohio State Buckeye has yet to throw an interception down in H-Town. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's talk blockbuster trades here coming up next on the show. We ready, buddy? Here we go. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Cleveland Browns Report. Coming up on today's show, we're talking blockbuster trades, baby. Five trades the Browns could make that would definitely be a move to swing for the fences before the NFL trade deadline going into their bye week. So trade idea number one, the Browns receive Jerry Judy from the Denver Broncos in exchange for a 2024 second round draft pick. That second round pick might be a bit on the higher side, but I remember back in the offseason, Denver wanted a first. So maybe with Judy not starting off super hot, they could get him for a second. But some background here on Judy before I give you my opinion on this. He was the 15th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft coming out of Alabama by Denver. Denver also picked up his fifth-year option, which means he's under contract 
for this year and next year, and next year at $12.9 million, just like Jed Wills. In his career, 168 receptions, 2,400 yards, and nine touchdowns through you know, three seasons and some change now in 2023. There was a rumor back in the offseason that the Browns were very interested in Jerry Judy, but the asking price was too high. Denver wanted a first. Cleveland didn't have a first, so Denver wanted a second and a player. And Cleveland, whoever that player was, I guess they were too attached to. It was no David Putney, and they refused to move on from that. So they opted to go the Elijah Moore route instead. Well, maybe now that the Browns might have to give up a, a player, they could circle back to the Jerry Judy trade. Uh, Mary Kay recently had a mailbag where she was asked about trading for Jerry Judy, and I think you guys might find this quote interesting. I believe the Browns will get to the bye week and begin to determine if they need another Pro Bowl caliber receiver to the roster. If so, I think Judy could land on their radar again because he's been there before as recently as March before they traded for Elijah Moore. I think they'd be more inclined to trade for Judy, who's 24, than Devontae Adams, who's 30. Compare Jerry Judy to the Browns' wide receiver room. I mean, he's not lighting the world on fire, and I don't think this is one of those cases where you go, well, that's just because Denver's offense sucks and Russell Wilson's bad. Uh, Russell Wilson's quietly having a good year. I think this is more of Jerry Judy is just not looking like a true wide receiver one. I might be jumping the gun there. He did have a hamstring injury that kept him out the first week of the year and sort of slowed him down out of the gate. So he could ramp up later on once he gets healthy. But if we know one thing about Andrew Barry, it is Andrew Barry is the flex seal of NFL GMs. You know what I mean? If the Browns have any roster hole whatsoever, Andrew Barry, draft picks, slap it on, baby, because he will do whatever it takes to get this team to where it wants to go. He has no problem doing his job and not sitting on his hands and making moves if a roster hole pops up. So speaking of that, if a trade happens, you'll want a video. So make sure to subscribe to the channel. Don't miss a single thing when you hit the sub button down below. We're going to break down all Cleveland Browns news and rumors throughout the entire season. Now, as for trading for Jerry Judy, I'd definitely be open to it, but I just don't think the Browns are willing to give up a second-round pick for Judy. I don't think he has looked like a player worthy of a second-round pick. So if they can get him for less, I'm game. If it costs a second, not having a first and second-round pick next draft, that scares me a lot. I'm not going to lie. All right, moving on to the second trade idea. The Browns get Jonathan Taylor, and the Colts get a third-round pick this upcoming draft and a third-round pick in next year's draft. I know Indianapolis would probably want a first, and if they don't get a first, they definitely want a second, but maybe they're not going to find either of those things, and a pair of thirds is the best they're going to get, right? I would not recommend going all in with pocket threes, but maybe for the Browns, this could be a hand that gets them back out onto the top, on top of the ground game for the NFL. So, Jonathan Taylor, he is able to be activated off the pup list and play as soon as this week, right? When you go on the pup list to start the year, you're out the first four weeks, no matter what, on any team, with any team. And so now that we are entering week five, he could suit up and play this upcoming Sunday. Now, as I'm filming this during our live show on Tuesday, head coach Shane Sykin said they expect him to return to practice this week. We'll see whether or not that means he's going to play on Sunday for the Colts. But he was placed on IR back in December 2022 with an ankle injury, came into camp wanting a new contract. 
He also complained about an ankle, like just a nagging injury, and ultimately the contract issues kind of froze him, and then they put him on the pup list to just put a pin in it all together. But Jonathan Taylor, we know what a special running back he is when he's on his A game. He led the NFL in rushing just two years ago, 1,800 yards and 18 touchdowns. Of course, it goes without saying, this would be a ginormous improvement from the Browns' current running back duo. I mean, no offense to Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, but we've been through two weeks of these two guys playing together, and it hasn't been awesome. Like Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt the last two weeks, just the last two weeks, they're averaging less than three yards a carry. You just have not seen that spark from the ground game. It's not all on them. I'm sure there can be improvements on the offensive line side of things, but the vision, the burst, the elusiveness, that has been sorely missed from Nick Chubb. And these guys, they're just not doing a good enough job to replace even 90% or 80% of what, of what Nick Chubb brings. Now, this is an awkward subject because if you go for Jonathan Taylor, one would think you're probably going to extend him, and then that's the situation Nick Chubb is done in Cleveland. He has no guaranteed money left on the last year of his contract. This would be a gut punch to Nick Chubb, I think even the locker room a little bit, and the fan base moving on from Chubb so quickly and replacing him. Like, it'd be tough to stomach, but it's a business. And if you take the emotion out of it for a moment and look at it from an outsider's perspective, adding Jonathan Taylor to this running back room, you kind of pick up where you left off as least as close as you possibly could to could to when you had Nick Chubb in the, in the backfield. So maybe Andrew Barry decides to take the emotion out of it and try and get this ground game back on track with Jonathan Taylor. Now, today's Cleveland Browns report is sponsored by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you're trying to catch an upcoming Browns game, or you want to see a Cavs game, a concert, or another sporting event in your area, Game Time is the place to visit first. Now, what I love about Game Time is how you can get last-minute tickets for the lowest price. There is nothing better than when all the guys get together and like, let's go see the Browns on Sunday or let's go see them on Monday Night Football. And then that idea comes crashing down to earth when you go and see how expensive tickets are. Well, thanks to Game Time, they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but once again, create an account and redeem code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On to our third blockbuster trade idea. What about Derrick Henry coming up from Nashville for just one third-round pick? The Jonathan Taylor one, to put a bubble or wrap on it, I, I got to wait and see how the next few weeks pan out before I decide whether or not the Browns should do that. But if I got a notification the Browns traded for Jonathan Taylor, tell me you wouldn't be excited about that. Now, as for Derrick Henry, he's in a different spot in his career compared to Jonathan Taylor. He's on the last year of his contract. He's got a $10.5 million base salary. So what that means is take 10.5, divide it by 17. That's his game check for every single week. And you got to pay those game checks for the remaining weeks in the season. So it's not going to be complete $10.5 million, but the Browns have plenty of money anyway. Now, he turns 30 years old in January, so we know that even for a running back, he has far exceeded most running, running backs' uh, you know, age expectations. And, of course, 
it's King Henry. He's a two-time NFL rushing leader. He's a top three running back in the last 20 years, without a doubt in my eyes. But Derrick Henry, the last couple of seasons, like coming down from that 2K year in 2020, look at the average. Goes from averaging 5.4 yards a pop, you know, some Nick Chubb numbers, to averaging 4.4 yards a carry last year. And this year, I mean, we saw Derrick Henry against Cleveland. He was bottled up by this Browns defense. He did not look like a guy who was a two-time NFL rushing leader. Now, if the Titans end up selling, I like the Henry route way more than the Jonathan Taylor route. It would cost you less. You could only be tied to him for the rest of this year, so you don't have to give him some big contract extension like you might have to do with Jonathan Taylor. And it opens up the possibility of Nick Chubb returning. And I still think Derrick Henry can be a really good player. Like, he has an awful-ish offensive line in Tennessee. If you get Derrick Henry behind the Browns' offensive line, you're going to get better results, and that could get the ground game right back on track. It would be so weird to think about just because Browns fans have been battling with Titans fans for so long over who's the better running back. And for Henry to come to Cleveland, it'd be weird to wrap my mind around, but once he rushes for 150 yards and two touchdowns, I think we can all get behind it pretty quickly. But pick a running back for me. Would you rather have Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor? Type the jersey number down below for the player you would rather have play for Cleveland if they had to make a trade this um, this season. Let me know, 22 or 28. Trade idea number four. Garrett Bowles comes from Denver in exchange for Jed Wills, a third-round pick, but Cleveland also gets a fourth. So Bowles and a fourth to the Browns, Jed Wills and a third to Denver. So the Browns get the better tackle, but Denver gets a better draft pick, and they get you know a younger left tackle to kind of reset their offensive line a little bit and move off a pretty big contract in Garrett Bowles. Now, comparing these guys head-to-head, there is no comparison. Just going off this year alone, Garrett Bowles is miles ahead of Jedrick Wills. His PFF overall grade is 30 points higher. He's given up six pressures allowed. Meanwhile, Jed Wills has allowed 18. One sacks compared to two. Three penalties for Jed Wills. Garrett Bowles' biggest knock in his NFL career has been the penalties. He is the biggest victim of holding. But this year, he hasn't really had that issue so far. So if you remove, remove the penalties from Garrett Bowles' game, he is a really good left tackle. Unfortunately, I've given up on Jed Wills. I went into the Ravens game as sort of my last straw with him, and I did not see anything that saw an improvement in his effort, in his overall play, run blocking, pass blocking. He's in year four, and I think this is the worst he's looked so far. Like, of all of his four years with the Browns, I think this year has been the worst one yet. There is just nothing I've seen from Jed Wills that makes me believe that's a guy I want to give a second contract to. So, yes, I think people like me sometimes can probably come off too harsh on Jed Wills, but the facts are he hasn't looked like someone that you want to see holding down the left side of your offensive line and protecting Deshaun Watson's blind side for more than a play or two here and there throughout the season. So for that reason, I'd be very interested in swapping left tackles with the Broncos if I'm Cleveland. Trade idea number five, Danielle Hunter for a third-round pick. Now, the third-round pick might not get it done, but you did want, you did see uh, Andrew Barry just completely, I mean, highway robbery, trade rape, uh, Quezidofa Mensa for Zadarius Smith. So Danielle Hunter for a third, 
listen, there has been some trade buzz uh, excuse me, regarding Daniil Hunter for the last couple of months. But then the Vikings and himself agreed to a new one-year, $17 million contract with Minnesota. If the Vikings keep losing, Hunter is going to be the bell of the ball, right? Don't drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. I, I just think that Daniel Hunter is going to be the most prized target and candidate at the NFL trade deadline. If he continues to put, put up the numbers he has put up so far. I mean, look at his stats compared to the Browns' top three edge rushers. Could you imagine if all four of those guys were in brown and orange? Five sacks, six sacks, three sacks. And you know Darius Smith, the sacks are going to start coming. He's got 13 pressures. Compared to Daniel Hunter, who's got 13 pressures, he's got five sacks. I mean, Zadarius Smith is just right there. I think this is like a foul ball home run. You just got to straighten out a little bit, but it's a long season. And once he starts straightening out, those, you know, foul tips and whatnot, they're going to start turning into home runs. And the 2023 NFL sack leaders, well, right now, Miles Garrett and Daniel Hunter are numbers four and five. If you got those two guys on the same team and with Okoronkwo and Zedarius Smith coming in off the bench, that would be absolutely ridiculous. If Andrew Barry ultimately thinks the path to the Super Bowl is through the defense and they just have to make the defense the greatest defense ever seen, then maybe he does kick the tires on Daniel Hunter. Maybe he does inquire and see what it would cost to get him knowing, hey, we can have the 25th ranked offense. But if we have Daniel Hunter added to the number one defense, it doesn't matter how the offense plays. They just got to score seven points and we'll win seven to zero every single week. So if Andrew Berry thinks that is the blueprint for this team to be successful, maybe Daniel Hunter is someone he has on his radar. If he wants to invest his assets into the offense, which need it more, then Daniel Hunter is not your guy. But let's run through the five trades we talked about here and let me know which trade you like the most. Is it the Jerry Judy trade? Could it be the Jonathan Taylor trade or the Derrick Henry trade? Uh, the offensive tackle swap between Cleveland and Denver or the one we just talked about where Daniel Hunter comes over from Minnesota for a third round pick. Of those five trades, let me know which one you like the most down in the comment section. If I'm picking one, the... Jed Wills and Garrett Bowles trade might not look the most fun because it's not a skill position player, but that's going to be sneaky up there. If you could get Derrick Henry and get some good 10, 11, 12 games, I mean 12, just 8 to 10 good games out of Derrick Henry, that would be sensational for this running back room, and that would be a huge uh, you know, pulse for this offense for the rest of the season. Pick a running back for me. Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor? Uh, Ty Man the Buckeye likes trade number four the most. That was the Garrett Bowles trade. Um, let's see. Um, J-Bone says number five. That would be the Darius Smith trade. Uh, Dog Pound, nine, going with 22 for Derrick Henry. Yep. Cool Guy says 24. Yeah, I know. Believe me. I feel, I feel dirty talking about other running backs. It doesn't feel right. It's the NFL, and that's just the way you know the cookie crumbles. So ultimately, you got to kind of soldier up and move on. All right, get your questions, though, on the show right now. Hashtag Browns, or you can super chat. Producer Trace tells me we need a few more questions to get the show off the road. So let me know, show on the road. 
Uh, what questions do you guys have for the Browns going into their bye week, whether it's something related to the trades we just talked about or it could be changes you want to see the Browns make during the bye, whatever it might be, hashtag Browns. If you want to guarantee your question on screen, feel free to super chat. Joshua Miller super chatting earlier. Thank you so much, man. We'll throw that on during our mailbag as well. And if you super chat, we guarantee your question gets on screen. All right, we have 207 people watching right now, just 70 likes. We're not starting the mailbag until we get to 80 likes. We need 10 more likes to get the mailbag underway. So if you haven't liked the video yet, what are you waiting for? Hit that thumbs up button, baby. Uh, we got some questions coming in. Keep them coming in. Um, hashtag Browns or Super Chat, like I said. Brent wants a cannonball. No cannonballs today, Brent. Cannonball. Cannonball, cannonball coming. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, we're three legs away. Right. Bingo. We are at 80 likes. There we go. All right. So, once again, if you want your question to skip the line, super chat, and that'll be the next question that goes on screen. Otherwise, hashtag Browns, and you just got to see which questions producer Trace picks. Okay. Are we ready, Mr. Gerard? All right. Here we go. Let's talk uh, Cleveland Browns mailbag time. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Mailbag time here on the Cleveland Browns report. Our first question coming in from Stetson Bennett Fan Club. That's a troll job if I've ever seen one. But Stetson Bennett Fan Club asking, what do you think of the Browns trading for Josh Jacobs? Good question. Josh Jacobs is not off to a good year this, this season. Uh, he's averaging 2.7 yards a carry. The Raiders are a hot mess, 166 yards. But I think Josh Jacobs could be an intriguing target for Cleveland if they think that they can find that 2022 version of himself and really turn this offense around and get it back on track and get as close as you can to replacing Nick Chubb, for the right price, I'd be interested in Josh Jacobs. I mean, I don't think Josh Jacobs is that, that good of a running back. I've never been a big Josh Jacobs stan. But I think for the rest of the season, he's only got one year on his contract. Yeah, I think Josh Jacobs for not an overpay, would be an obvious improvement from Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. But let me know, should the Browns trade for Josh Jacobs? Give me your thoughts and opinions on this down below. For the right price, I'm in. If it's for a second or a third, and the Raiders probably want at least a third, I'm out. Joshua Miller, next one up. Will 10-7 and seven sneak us in the playoffs? The Dolphins won, uh, the Dolphins, excuse me, got into the playoffs last year with nine wins. That got them to seven seed. I think 10 wins would get any team into a seven-team AFC playoff. So, yes, I think 10-7 and seven does get Cleveland into the dance. Max Nikolenko, we need star wide receivers. Jerry Judy, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, those are some of the big-name receivers that come to mind. Jerry Judy specifically, I mean, here are his numbers compared to the rest of the Cleveland Browns receiving core. He would step in, and he'd be the wide receiver too, right? I think you'd have Amari Cooper as wide receiver one, Judy as wide receiver two. Elijah Moore continue to play that like flex position almost what like a, like a Z or a Y in terms of being a bit of a running back at times, but also being a receiving threat. And then DPJ is just more of your depth receiver at that point. So do the Browns need a star wide receiver? They've made a lot of investments into these wide receivers, right? They traded for Amari Cooper. They traded for Elijah Moore. Part of me goes, we got to stop investing so much in the receiving room when you've invested $230 million in your quarterback, he should be able to produce good numbers. 
with Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. But if the Browns feel like they are one piece away and they want to really go all in, if Jerry Judy's available and it's not going to cost too much, that's definitely intriguing. Tim Green, what's going on? Trade for Khalil Mack. Why not? I think the Chargers would say no. Khalil Mack just posted six sacks. Um, I, I don't see why the Chargers would be interested in moving out from one of their best edge rushers. As for if they were interested and the Browns wanted to trade, I mean, okay. It's never a bad idea to add more edge rushers. That is the ultimate. That's like adding lefty arms at the MLB trade deadline. It's what everyone is searching for that's in the hunt. But if it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, and after his performance against the Raiders, it might cost you an arm and a leg, I think you're better off holding on to those assets and rolling with the Darius Smith, Miles Garrett, and Caronquo that are doing a perfectly fine job right now of getting to the quarterback. And you don't want to go way too far all in on this season and have nothing in the bank for 2024 and beyond. Joshua Miller, Trey Lance for a 2025 day three pick. I go back and forth on Trey Lance as a player. Um, no, I don't think the Cowboys would be. Why would they, they just traded for him? Why would they want to move on from him already? Uh, so I, I think Dallas, who you know used a fourth round pick to get him, they're not going to trade him without even him playing a single snap for less than a fourth, right? That would just be malpractice. As for the Browns adding their quarterback room, which I think Josh is getting at here because DTR didn't look all that great, Trey Lance is not going to come in with any more experience or much more experience, I should say. So. If you want to improve your backup QB position, one, don't panic after one spot start from DTR. Two, don't replace him with someone who has very little experience as well. Alex Hatfield, what's going on? Is Watson playing again this season? Well, we're filming today's mailbag during our live show, which airs every Tuesday at 5 o'clock Eastern, and I fully expect Deshaun Watson to play in Week 6 against the San Francisco 49ers. The late scratch against the Ravens was definitely a surprise, but Kevin Stefanski has said there's no structural damage, nothing's torn or separated, it's not a pain thing, there's been some rumors of like fluid in his shoulder, I'm not a doctor, I don't really know exactly what fluid in your shoulder means all much, but I do believe Deshaun Watson will be back after the bye. Now, before we get on to the rest of the questions on today's mailbag, make sure you pay a visit over to our sportsbook partner, BetUS. Chatsports.com slash bet, promo code Browns125, you're going to unlock a 125% deposit bonus. So if you want to make some money on the Brownies or on the NFL altogether, just fade the Giants and go to chatsports.com slash bet, promo code Browns125. We got our next question coming in from Quattro Spidey. I think Watson is still going to tear it up coming off his best game. Will be SF. Um, I'm not quite sure what the last part means, but yeah, Quattro Spidey, you're on the right path here. Like, Deshaun Watson was awesome against the Tennessee Titans. And if he played against the 49ers, I think he would have been very good there. So I am a believer of he's going to get back to what we saw him last, was a last, which was a really good quarterback against the Tennessee Titans, having good defense. I mean, they just limited Joe Burrow and the Bengals to three points the very next week. So I think Watson does get back on track, and I think he... Tears it up might be a bit of a stretch just because the 49ers have such a good defense, but he's definitely going to keep the Browns in that game for sure. The 49ers right now, they look like the best team in the NFL, and I'd love to see the Browns hand them their first loss. All right, next question coming in from FNO Sammy. Hot take, Jacoby Brissett, Deshaun Watson. That is a hot take, and it's a bad take. Uh, I do not agree with that. 
I, I would take Deshaun Watson over Jacoby Brissett every single day of the week. Thank you, though. Uh, Cy Woit, something like that. If we do trade for Jacobs or Taylor, do we extend them or use them as a rental running back until we learn more about Chubb? Very important question and a very key question. Very key detail, right? Waiting to learn more about Nick Chubb, who has to get a second surgery on his knee. I think if you trade for Jonathan Taylor, he's going to want an extension. Now, just because he wants an extension might not mean he gets an extension. But my suspicion is if Jonathan Taylor gets traded, the GM of the new team and Jonathan Taylor's agent will have already been in talks about, well, what kind of extension are you going to get here? Are we going to get here? Because otherwise, you're going to trade for my client, and he's not going to want to play there, and he's going to sit out. And that's not something a team would be interested in. So I think Jacobs would be closer to a rental, and Jonathan Taylor would be someone the Browns would likely have to extend if they want that trade to go through. Next question coming in from an absolutely beautiful dog, Cruz. Should the Browns bench Jedrick Wills coming off the bye? Good question. Uh, coming off the bye, Jed Wills has been awful this year. The stats are wrong on the next one, so we won't put it up. But overall grade of 45.4 PFF, Jed Wills has just, he hasn't been unplayable. But ultimately, I don't think you have a better option, right? Look at his PFF ranking right now, 66 out of 71, pass blocking 53.8. PFF is not, you know, the end-all, be-all. It's not the word of the Lord, but it's definitely a good starting point. And are you going to find better play from James Hudson? Maybe, probably not, if I'm being honest with you guys. Maybe it's marginally better or worse, but the reality is the Browns have already sunk a lot of investment into Jedrick Wills. They picked up his fifth-year option. So benching him for James Hudson after picking up his fifth-year option, that takes some kahunas to do because you are understanding, you are accepting that you made a ginormous mistake, a $14 million mistake, actually, picking up his fifth-year option. If you bench him, you don't have any intention of going back to him later on. Now, random question off the wall here. Who's your favorite player of all time? All-time Brown favorite player. Let me know down in the comment section below. Cool guy called Zone. I think the Steelers and Bengals should panic as they aren't looking good throughout their first four games. If they can't get this established, then it's an easy cruise win for the Browns. How about you? The Bengals, I don't know if they'll ever turn it around. Like, maybe the Bengals just decide we're going to put Joe Burrow on IR. Like, that's definitely a bit of a stretch. He should be close to getting healthy. But maybe he's been playing through these injuries and just making it worse, actually. I'm not sure. I don't have his calf. But I think the Bengals are not on a pace to, well, they're not on pace to make the playoffs. They're one and three. But more importantly, they don't look like a team that's about to rattle off eight straight wins, right? Even if they start to turn it around, nine and eight might be the ceiling for them right now. They've only got one win. You want them to go eight and five the rest of the way? They don't look like a team that's about to go eight and five. As for the Steelers, they're going to suck. The Steelers suck. Tim Green, next one up. Last question, too. Looking at the situation overall, would it make more sense to go with a veteran running back and QB at the moment to win now? So, talking about adding a veteran running back to Deshaun Watson, because you're not changing the quarterback, of course. So, yes, I, I think that Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford, albeit a small sample size-ish, two games, so we're getting close enough to a large enough sample size to have a good idea of who they are as backs, are not looking like guys that can run this Browns team into the playoffs and far into the playoffs. 
So if there was a veteran running back the Browns could trade for that wouldn't cost them too much, I'd love to see Cleveland pick up the phone and try and make a deal. Make sure to subscribe before you get on out of here because you don't want to miss a single thing when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. We continue to grow here as a channel, so if you are not subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so and hit that sub button.